Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are talking about Chobits, uh, which was my choice, actually, for this week's, which actually really isn't what <laughs> really wasn't my choice. It was... More so uh, Kat's and Jeb's choice from Discord where they were talking about it. It really got me in the mood to watch it. So I decided <laughs> to watch it. And that's where we decided to go with it. <laughs> it was your choice. Yeah, okay. A lot of waifus up there, I believe. Mm. Well, before that, though, we were talking about fast food. And we were talking about... Uh, a menagerie of things. Yeah, honestly, it was <laughs> it was quite the wonderful mix. Uh, so if you want to catch a part of that, part of that water conversation, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash feature anime podcast and a dollar a month will actually get you that bonus content. Um, Chobits, uh, aired originally aired in April, 2002, ran all the way through September, 2002. It's 26 episodes long plus one special, which was like maybe six minutes long. Uh, producers for it were TBS and pioneer LDC, uh, studio for it was Madhouse, Sources of Manga, and the genres are sci-fi, comedy, drama, romance, etchy, and senning. Senning? Yeah. Okay. I, okay. Took me a second to kind of figure that one in there, but okay. I mean, like, were you were you expecting something else? No, I wasn't expecting senning. I'm going to need a list. I'm going to have to get, like, a list of what these things mean because <laughs> I feel like we're in The Prince's Bride, and I don't think it means what I think it means. No, no. Uh, Senin is uh, our manga or comics that are marketed towards adult males. Uh, see, I would see this more juvenile males than, than yeah. I, I would see this more of... Well, the, the actual verbiage for it is young adult men, but... Okay, that's understandable. Right. <laughs> understandable, yes. That is understandable. I agree with that. So, uh, I actually had seen this once before. And I believe this was actually your first time watching it. Um, kind of. I've actually seen it before too, but it didn't feel like it. Like I, when I was looking at it, I've seen four or five shows that were very similar. And in my head, I kept throwing them back and forth. So it was just a huge mix of things. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think I ever finished it because it was, paced really slowly in my personal opinion it, it was. Um, i feel like I, I feel like whoever wrote this out was like we've got 26 episodes we're gonna do all 26 episodes and right around episode 20 they're like oh crap we're running out so yeah the I end feel- definitely did feel a kind of rushed especially when they got towards the end um the protagonist for me he really wasn't that likable he was goofy. They tried really, really, really hard. And he didn't really have a personality beyond bad at tests, hardworking, diligent country bumpkin. Beyond that, I really don't have really much anything. Um, so a lot of emotion just wasn't there, you know? 
and it, it felt forced. And just because you say you feel something doesn't necessarily mean you show it. Yeah. Well, also, it feels like he has difficulty uh, differentiating reality from fantasy and, and you know, tr- truly understanding himself even at that point. And the protagonist, I would also kind of say that he wasn't all there mentally. He talked to himself a lot, but that out it loud. fits well with his backstory. Out loud a lot. Yeah, out loud. But it feels it fits with his backstory of not being around people and being around farm animals and talking to yourself. You know, sometimes you just need to consult an expert, and that makes sense to me because, you know, <laughs> I've done it before too. But not to the extent that it becomes a trope where it becomes a, a comedic crutch, I would say. Um, as far as this was for lack of a better term, uh, inconsistent as far as the innocence of our main protagonist as well, because whenever he's around his Chobit, his Chi, um, which is the name of his, well, um, Persicon, I think is what they call him. Yeah. They're called Persicons. Although, yeah, I, I just how he chose the name just really shows the lack of imagination. It's I mean, it's like so Chi. All she's saying is Chi the whole time, and he goes, "So what's your name, Chi? Huh? I wonder what your name could be, Chi. Well, gee, Chi. I don't know. Oh, you know what? Your name should totally be Chi because that's all you know how to say." Yeah, and, and I do like that. Uh, they even comment, uh, a couple of people comment on it. That's, that's a dumb name. That's a dumb name. Or that's the kind of name you give a dog, you know, yeah. that you don't really care about. It's like kind of there and you just hope for the best. It's like, yeah. And it, 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 <laughs> it translates because again, until the very end, even in the very end, you're like, oh, I don't really feel what they're saying is there. I feel it's very forced. I feel it's very. Blah. Now they they have opportunities to make good backstories. They have phenomenal opportunities that make no sense whatsoever when when they are introduced. The the people who are key to the story should have been introduced far earlier. And Senin specifically focused on a younger male population makes perfect sense, considering the very, very close to being inappropriate for TV conversations that are being held. For instance, when he meets a 13-year-old manager, I think is how old she was, 13 or 14 or something like that, um, one of the first things that, that our main protagonist does is go, wow, look at her body. And the, one of the first things she says is, yeah, they're double D tits. And you're like, okay, that's... And before you find out what age she's supposed to be at, you're like, all right, I guess that's, she's just really forward. And then you find out she's in middle school and you're like, oh, that's not. No, she's 17. In high school? Yeah, she's 17. Why did they, hmm, maybe their middle school and, and college school or something like that is different as far as how it's said, but she was not, the way I understood it, which I've been wrong before, the way I understood it was she was not anywhere close to being the appropriate age for anything, anything like that to go down. Technically she's, she is of appropriate age depending on. Then why do they, why do they always mention her, the age gap? Uh, it's not between her and, uh, what's his face? The one manager, the, the cakes manager. God, what is his name? 
mainly because his name was manager. No, his name was a manager. He had he had an actual name. He just said that he could be called a manager. It was a Hiro Yusa, blah, 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 blah. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Ueda, something like that. Whatever. Sure. <laughs> Anyways, uh, pastry chef, dude. Yeah. Uh, he was like in his 30s, I thought. And that's why they were talking about the age gap. Oh, see, I thought he was at most 24. Uh, hang on. Let, like me, that, that's, let me pull it up. Hey, there's, there's a character list with ages, isn't there? Somewhere? Uh, I, I if there's looked. an age, there's... I will find it. Hang on. Okay. I've never... I didn't think about it that way because I thought I was pretty rock solid in my my numbers. He is thirty eight years old. Dear Lord, he is thirty eight years old. I I'd like to redact and retract ninety percent of what I just said. <laughs> There's a delete and start over button somewhere. Oh, there there. I'm sorry. I can't. What? So so. Connect. Anyways. They were talking about the age difference between uh, high school chick and pastry chef and uh, Yumi, or if you want to read it in an English way, yummy, depending on how you want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She, that's, that's why she kept having the issue or the problem kept bringing up the age gap difference. Like, doesn't it bother you? You know, the age gap and. And or why he rather kept bringing it up is like because I'm so much older than you. I mean, he, he is pretty much okay. So double more, more than, than double, double more than double her age. Yeah. So again, my my point would be brought up valid if he was 24, but he's not. Dear Lord. Yes. Yeah. So. Okay. So that makes a whole lot more sense. But even still, every time our main protagonist would bump into her boobs, he'd be like, "Oh wow, they're soft and warm." And her response was always something like. Well, if they were hard and cold, there'd be a problem. You're like, okay, I don't ship these two because I know I'm supposed to be going for best girl over here in the main protagonist rather than, you know, someone who appears to be thirsty. And then <laughs> out of nowhere, she's like, no, I really don't like you. I like him. And everyone, every woman our main protagonist comes in contact with. And I keep saying that because I keep thinking it's Hitachi, but that's not it. His name. I listened to it so often, but the only thing I remember is the H-I in his name. Hideki? Hideki. That's it. Ah, yeah. So. Or uh, Motosua. You know, they called them both. Both ways. Yeah, I I didn't get the Motosua part, but yeah, Hideki. So his interactions with, I'd say, 80% of the women in his life, I was almost willing to think they would end up together, except for the fact of Chi. I'm like, I know that in this anime, she is going to be the one that wins out. And then we find out that no, everyone who's supposedly in him is either a robot or Persicon, which includes Chi, but not the one I'm referring to in this particular instance, or somehow tabooly attracted or involved with somebody else. Yeah. So, so yeah, like one of the relationships that you're talking about is. Uh, in between uh, Shinbo and Takakawa. Yep. Student and teacher. Yep. Which, I mean. And yet some, somehow the teacher got drunk in a student's room. And we don't know what happened that night because they both passed out. Kind of, sort of. But when they woke up, he was in his boxers and she was in lingerie. Well, so that's how she went to sleep. 
And yep. she told you didn't go him to sleep that way though. No. He went to she said that he was stripped or she stripped him down because he looked very hot and uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. That's that's why. Like he And look, she said look, that he was average. Go yeah. figure. Like the one thing that they kept pressing uh, uh pressing through the whole thing was they could not stress the fact enough that Hideki was a virgin. It was a he, yeah, common, yeah, no, like I I get it. He's a virgin, but you don't need to bring it up every thirty seconds or every episode saying that. Yeah, it was it was frustrating to a fault. So I don't know. It, it's just I felt like it was unnecessary how often they would bring that up, and it was just. If you're watching the anime, if you got that far into, let's say, the third, he's a virgin, you were gonna, you you were there for far before that because the episode they bring that stuff in isn't an episode that's gonna hook you. Yeah, isn't an episode that's going to be like, oh, I should totally watch this. I came in the middle of it and I should totally keep going. It was for the people who've been there since they knew him on the farm. Yeah. So. So one of the things, though, I do find interesting about the series is they really do touch on relationships between uh, people and inanimate objects or computers, uh, especially when they're feeling lonely or they're, they're able to connect more personally with uh, everyone that is a part of that. Uh, so like the, like uh, Takakawa's husband, he completely forgot about her and was only thinking about the Persicon that he had and took that Persicon basically to be his wife. Now, that also really pushes, like, you don't have to have a sexual relationship to be intimate like that, to have that type of connection. However, you do need to maintain those live connections with the people that you are married to and not the computer that you're with. Yeah, and it makes a weird kind of sense the fears that they've got going on, the the situations that they're put in as far as a storyline goes, because that's actually a really common argument for why, for, for lack of a better phrase, um, companion robots, why those are so popular in an idea format, because you don't have to deal with the real life person. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I could see that this particular storyline eventually would cross over to the point where you'd have people just, Hey, I want the best genes available. So I'm going to have my robot find a compatible person and with their robot. And because we've already done adult things with my robot and they've done adult things with their robot, they can incubate a baby by over there by themselves. I don't have to deal with that. It's literally just me and my robot and that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that I can see where that would go, where people would start disassociating themselves Mm -hmm. and it'd become a very isolated, very robot centered um, or Persicon centered, if you will, future. And that's one of the things that um, I forget her name. Jeez. The high schooler. Yumi. Yumi. Yeah. (laughs) Yummy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yummy or yummy. It's one of the things she was saying that the more technology is around, the less people see other people. 
and the less it goes interpersonal back. connections that you actually have. Exactly. And the more connected it goes back to the phone. If the more connected you are to everybody, the less connected you are to everyone in real life. Right. Like you, and you can uh, have a Coco Bungie even makes this comment. He goes, he he tells Hideki, he says, "Don't fall in love with your machine if you don't want to get hurt, because that's a that's a relationship that will never escalate or or change beyond that. Like it will forever be like that. So if you have this grander idea of something that'll be a little bit more heartfelt and intimate and not machine like, he's you know he's basically going to set himself up for a heartbreak because of that. Now. That being said, she is meant to be unique and is supposedly designed and made to be a way so that way they can feel love. So that way they do have that emotion and and it's it's meant to help further break down that barrier in between what is realistic and synthetic even more. I get that, but no matter how much you can have a learning AI, for lack of a better word. Um, I, I'm saying that a lot because I don't have better words, but I know there are better words out there. Um, but for a learning AI, you've got severe limitations because unless you have, I would say, a conflict of interest where you have just a conglomerate of knowledge that's shared by every Persicon, which I mean, what's stopping that from going Terminator on everybody? <laughs> You'd have three people just ultimately destroy the morale of everyone. Right. Like every Persicon out there, just people are bad. These people, they, you know, unless you have a consciousness that is shared by them all, improving one won't really make anybody grander. And the biggest drawback of having a Persicon that you fall in love with is as you saw in the very sad backstory of manager, you've got wait, wait, which manager? <laughs> you refer to a lot of people as manager in the anime. Uh, <laughs> the pastry manager. Okay. The very sad backstory of the pastry pastry manager, where he marries a Persicon, only to have them deteriorate in front of them, and it, it's now this story was not written well. I want to throw that out there. It just it it didn't hit all the key points. But having someone in my life pass away from Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, I can see how that would be a little bit of, uh, you, you could relate yeah, on a very surface level. But you're, because the writing and the characters were so bland, you could imprint on, on whatever they're doing, which could have been a draw point for this anime. I don't know. But you could have put any number of faces on there to be like, oh, what happened to him kind of sort of in a roundabout way happened to me in this way and things like that, you know? Yeah. No, I, I get you. And honestly, I, I have to agree with you. The writing wasn't particularly spectacular. It, it felt kind of more along the lines of like, this is, this is going to be the flow of it and we're just going to make everything work the way it's meant to work and if doesn't matter what goes on we'll have a plot persicon here to help protect us from whatever possible plot holes there may be <laughs> but this this anime wasn't built on a strong foundation plot holes aplenty oh yeah um and it, it's just one of the biggest plot holes for me or 
no matter how much concrete you want to try to throw at it, was if you've got so many Persicons out there, how many unique possibilities could you possibly get? And on top of that, how many potential AIs are out there? Because you've seen, and if, if, if every single one is an AI with their own free will, how far away from Terminator land are you? Well, I would assume not that far, especially if their hard drives are able to deteriorate like that. What's interesting is, well, what's interesting is for as far advanced as they are, they, they make references to cell phones, <laughs> but they never actually show it. And instead what they have are blocky TVs with blocky handsets that are corded still and not actual yeah, cell they, phones. <laughs> they had RCA cables. The red, white, and yellow, which is now, if you ever have been in, inside of a cable store or a TV store or knew anything about hooking stuff up like I have, RCA cables are reliable. Yes, they are. Very. But extremely grainy for picture quality. Yes, they are. <laughs> so, what's in what I also found really interesting is. They didn't have game consoles, but they had games. So you had your giant Persicons connect to the DVD player, and that's how you played the game, which was I just thought about unique. <laughs> the Xbox X series, would you like to have a relationship with your console? Well, now you can. <laughs> oh, jeez. For the upgraded price and, and the, the monthly payment plan, you can have the Xbox XXX series. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds uh, <laughs> like something right up your alley there, Rick. You know, I might be in line for that. <laughs> I might be in line for that. I have some VR, some, I don't know, some interaction going on. Dance Dance Revolution, you know. I can't dance to save my life, so my score would be really, really low. But I would try, and that's the important part. That is the important part. As long as you try, as long as there is an effort, that is all that matters. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah, I, I can almost visualize it now after a step with the Connect, You know how you've used the Connect before, right? It monitors your entire body and you can see where your hands are and stuff like that. Well, I mean, now, like roughly, it's not precision technology. Sometimes my hand would be by my head and it's like, you're waving wildly over to the right here. What the hell is going on? It's like, dude, I can't move that. I can't bend my arm that way no matter what. I'm just saying, like with me, I I, I do like the power fist or whatever it is to go up and down and the, the arm fat would flow with me so they wouldn't be able to identify where, when I stopped. So I, I, that's why I get a low score. The skin flaps would be like, <laughs> they'd think I'm a bird flying away. You know, I'm just saying. And, and then when I do my spin, the stomach still sways after I stop. It's a weird tornado torsion kind of thing. Pop my own back on accident kind of stuff, you know? Look, anything to help <laughs> the momentum move along, right? It's not a matter of you actually running. It's once you get that fat moving, you're just letting the force carry you. You're actually exerting no energy at all. You're letting the world spin under you. <laughs> all you do is jump and you're fine. Uh, oh, dear Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Think of Stewie from Family Guy. After uh, after he takes those steroids and then deflates and he's able to fly all the way around. There you go. That'd be me. That'd be me. That'd be me. 
Uh, dear Lord, perfect score. Back fat worked out for you. So <laughs> back to what we were saying. Uh, oh, one Lord. of the, so back to the game and everything like that. What, what I have trouble with and why I brought up the game portion of it and why, why they're so archaic. It's like, it's one cable. You plug it in and Hideki even has issues with this. He has issues with the one cable being plugged in. All right. But is it is it archaic or is it futuristic? Because back then they did not have HDMI cables. Well, it's not a matter of them being arch- futuristic. It, it was the same cable that they had back then. It, it, you still had one cable that you could plug in. However, he kept unplugging it and plugging it back in to the, to the same slot. It's like, maybe it's this slot. Maybe it's that slot. It's, it's, it's not hard to figure out. There's two slots, maybe three at most, and, and you can't figure it out. You're having you this say much, that you have this. They had USBs. They had other. They had power converters. All that. I'm not saying, but it was 2002, so it's not futuristic. It is archaic because they had a coaxial cable, single cable that they used uh-huh. that is has horrible vision, and they still had tube TVs. So I I I I like where you went with that, and you kind of made my point. And you know how USBs are, right? There's a joke going around, and I fully agree. They're going to take the, the the person who patented the USB. When he dies, they're going to put him in a coffin, take him out, flip him around, put him back, and go, oh, no, he was the right way the first time. Turn around, flip him up again, because that's every single time. You've never once in your life, and if you do, I'm going to call you a liar. You've never once got the USB, plugged it in the first time, and it's fine. You've always had to flip it over and go, nope, that's still the wrong way somehow, and then all of a sudden it works again. No, I, I actually pay attention, so I rarely have that issue. Liar! It's not my fault you don't know how to pay attention, sir. I have never once seen anyone in my own life to see. It's like I know that lottery winners exist. I've just never met any. I know this happens to some people. I've just never seen it happen. Well, you're looking at a guy. I, I can see you all day. I've never seen you do it. Okay. And next time, I'm going to laugh my butt off if you're like, hey, Rick, check this out. Click. It didn't work. Crap. Flip it over. Still not working. Redo it. You know, I do it all the time. All right. Especially with my phone. Uh, that's not a USB. Yeah, it is. It's a C or it's a lightning cable. And you can flip those things any which way you need to. But it's USB type C. Oh, jeez. That's the standard, sir. Sir. Yeah. You're, you're welcome for educating you. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm just saying I, I still haven't seen you do it. I trust what you're saying. Because I know you wouldn't lie to me intentionally. <laughs> that said, that said, I've never actually seen it. Like I said, I know people win the lotto. I've never seen someone win the lotto. I won the lotto. I only won a dollar, but I won the lotto. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> and technically, I was 2006 People's Person of the Year. Also true. So there that's you like, go. The, there you go. You can take this away as a fun fact. You can actually put that on your resume because that's a legitimate thing that happened. Everyone was listed as 2006 person of the year. <laughs> so uh, yeah. back on track. Oh my yep, God. Sorry. Okay. Back, back on track. No, no. See what we're doing right here. This is about the pace that the show went. So we're still on track as far as the show is concerned. True. Sadly, it wasn't necessarily uh, all over the place, but a lot of stuff in this wasn't unnecessary. It was. Also, I felt a lot of uh, Hideki's reactions and how he was acting was unnecessary or honestly a little aggravating. 
I mean, I could see that. If it was not a bingeable show, I don't see myself sitting through this stuff. Um, and even still, like, so when you when you first sit down to watch it, I'm looking at it and I'm like, wow, this is actually not bad. Like, this is very reminiscent of the art uh, the art style of Pokemon. Like, I felt like this was Brock, mm-hmm. kind of, sort of, but that art style spoke to me. I'm like, this is, this is nostalgic for me. And then watching it, I'm like, okay, I've seen this. This reminds me of Deer S. Um, this reminds me of a few uh, less reputable titles that I've seen before. Um, and then it, it, it gave me a Tenshi Muyo vibe to it where I remember watching it without clearly remember watching it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, up until a certain point, up until episode, I think, 22 and that's kind of where it lost me for a bit i had to take it i had to step away because it just it didn't make sense and i couldn't make it make sense and i i remember walking away before as well frustrated although now because of uh of our podcast i i powered through it but it's not this is not going to be a top 10 for me at all but no you're right but I will say it's not all bad. Like they did, they had for, la- this is perfect for, 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 for lack of ingenuity. They had like four or five beach episode quality episodes back to back to back to back to back to back to back. Nothing to move the story forward. And I felt like I probably could have skipped them. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. To say the least, definitely. I've, there were a lot of episodes that were like that, where it just kind of felt like they were there and didn't really move the story along and they were meant to be a filler. And I don't know if, uh, if the mangas were even like that too. Well, I mean, we've got old Jeb here who's able to vouch and he says they, they, they were pretty close, but let's say for a couple of points, but typically what happens is with fillers, they kind of veer off, try to maintain that, that tide of the story and then come right back and, and continue along the story to, for the source material to come up or to, to catch. Yeah. Or, or fill in the reason as to whatever that may be as to why. Have you ever seen, well, obviously you have, because if you haven't, you need to, have you ever seen uh full metal alchemist? Yes. Both of us. Dumb, dumb question. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask you again. Have you seen brotherhood? Yes. Now the story behind them. Now it's one of my top ten. Like, it, I I I was asked in the chat earlier in the week. I want to say what my top ten were, and I I I'm kicking myself because I I want to change it, but I want to stick to my principles. Um, I want to not be like one of those. Oh, I'll edit the back so it looks better for me. <laughs> but I should have I should have put in there Full Metal Alchemist and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood because while they're both from the same source material. Full Metal Alchemist actually caught up to the manga as it was coming out. And they kind of went ahead and changed yeah. a bunch of stuff with the director, with the author's approval. Like the author was there very much, very similar to Game of Thrones. Yeah. Where they caught up to the source material, but with the director and the author in the same mindset, we're able to move forward in what I personally be, what I personally believe is a phenomenal and excellent representation of what should happen in any, in any time this source material catch is, is lacking. 
Right, right. Um, and I, I agree, and but I don't think they had that problem. I don't think they had that problem with this, though. Yeah, I feel like it was already there. Like yeah. I said, it felt like it was going to be 26 episodes. Like, they already had a storyboard, storyboard lined out. It just feels like they ran out of time when they should not have. It, it, the this In the yeah. last, I want to say, 10 episodes, they had three main stories that would have flawlessly gone together if spaced appropriately. Right. Well, what's interesting is, is I don't think you saw it, but at episodes... The episodes that were cut out, we were talking about how the numbers were wrong in Funimation, how the yeah. numbers, those numbers are actually pretty correct and accurate. Uh, the reason why they're actually numbered incorrectly, it's because they decided to omit and remove all the fillers or not the fillers, but the, the uh, really? recaps. So there was a uh, nine, 18 and like 27, I think it was, or something like that. <laughs> or yeah, yeah 24. Whatever they they call them point yeah. fives after it, so uh, okay. it was like eight point five, sixteen or seventeen or something like that. Point five, and it was just recaps, and it was a recap between. So like the first one was between Shimbo and his persicon, and talking about what had happened during yeah. the story. gave gave a little bit of their thoughts behind it, and then it was yeah. between uh, Yuzuki, the persicon for uh, Kokobunji. And they were talking about like everything going on with Chi and what's happening with them and giving their recap. And then there was like one final one, which is between the landlady and uh, Kotoko. No, no, uh, no. The member, the little tiny person come with the bells on the head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Between the two of them talking about everything that had happened, which is basically them waiting on the test results for uh hideki so what i thought was kind of well i saw them but i didn't realize what i was looking at because i went to youtube while funimation had them all flawlessly i had to download them like before so that i could have service to watch them right so thankfully youtube did not miss out on those extras but they didn't label them as extras so i kind of watched them on accident i guess would be (laughs) a good way to put it Mm -hmm. um but that, I mean, that could be why I feel like there was too many fillers. Maybe. Because, yeah, it, it, it felt like the, the recaps were spaced sporadically. Because it was like from episode 1 to 13, and then from episode 13 to 17, then 17 to 20, and then 21 to 26, and then an extra 27th. And you're like, that 27th should probably be closer to 19. But, okay. That kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I... I, I you probably could have watched the fillers, the, the the recaps, and been perfectly fine with all the setup, if I'm being honest. True. And we're not even talking about like the surprise people that showed up in the latter portion and served no function whatsoever other than being plot devices that never panned out. Well, three. Uh, honestly, everyone in here is a plot device, and nothing ever really pans out for anyone in this. It's a cute show. All right, it's a cute show. It's a, it's good for at least a once through. Uh, one of my favorite characters is definitely Chi. Simply because she's <laughs> I mean, just she's adorable. She's adorable. Yeah. In general, so you can't go wrong with the main character of Chi. However, you could totally write out Hideki, and you'd be perfectly fine. Maybe maybe um, have someone else take his place. Someone that's, in my opinion, be less annoying. 
I don't know if you could, only because if you wrote out Hideki, how would that plot work? Like, the whole plot was him becoming somebody... The whole thing was about him eventually becoming someone lovable. Well, he's not someone lovable, though. He was not anyone lovable. He, well, they he tried. Was, they Oh, they that does... Yeah, they tried <laughs> hard. <laughs> like, good effort, but no. No. All right. Okay, so... All that being said, we could go continue to go on for, for a while on this, but I, I think this is a good spot for us to round up. So on a scale of up to 10, sir, how would you rate it? So to refresh my memory on our rating system, five is middle of the road. You'd, you'd watch it once, right? Yeah, it's average. It's average. Okay. Five is- I would say that the storyline, before we continue, do you remember when this was produced? When it was thrown out there? 2002. Like, oh. That's why I had a problem with the technology. I was thinking 94, 97. No. Okay. Never mind. I was going to say it's got to be at least a six only because of the timeline. If it was a 97 product, because it, it set forth the idea or the storyline that many people have copied. However, my timelines have been wrong. I want to throw that out there right now. You, you know that they have been very wrong. Usually are. But I think that this is actually a, cookie cutter version of a story I've already seen, possibly dear S of man loves machine, a taboo thing, but he doesn't care kind of situation. If it was the first one, I'd say, yeah, you totally have to at least give it a shot. However, Uh, dear S came out after this. No joke. Yeah. So, okay. Actually. So yeah. In that case, six. Okay. (laughs) I was going to give it a four because I thought dear S came out before it, but as a, I would say, pioneer of sorts for this type of storyline, I think it's worth watching. Um, only because it, the, the animation quality is not bad. It does have some funny points in it. There are a few things that I liked about it. There's a few things I really did not like about it. However, if you were just to watch episode 1 through 3 and episode 19 through 26, it's a good story. Okay. In my opinion. So I'm going to give it a six. Some, something that I'd watch once with a friend. Okay. Uh, mm, I'm going to give it, I'm going to go just a, just a smidge lower. I'm going to give it a five. All right. And the reason why I'm giving it a five is because you know me and my absolute hatred of dumb, open-ended endings <laughs> like this, what this gave us. It didn't give us a resolution. It didn't resolve anything it set out to resolve other than the fact that he is in love with the Persicon. Yeah. That's it. I would have loved, I would have absolutely adored the fact if they made it a father-daughter love kind of situation. Not in the taboo kind, but realizing there's no future with this Persicon. You are my one person. Fantastic. You are my one daughter. Now, that is not to say that is a good series. It is. It is a good series. It is... Definitely worth the watch. It is enjoyable. And even though I don't care for the animation and Hideki all that much, she is a staple and she is, she is, will forever be one of my waifus. She's adorable. She is absolutely adorable. (laughs) She's the only reason why that I'm not going with like a three or four. You know what I'd also like to say real, real quick. We didn't talk about the voice actors. I thought it was spot on. They were both English and dubbed. I thought. Yeah, 
English and subs. Both of those. English and uh, dubbed and subbed. I felt the voice actors were spot on for it. I, I enjoyed yeah. it perfectly. Like they, they, they did a good job with that. I, I've seen similar ones where they didn't and it, it's, it's visible, but the voice acting did not take me out of the situation. Right. The voice acting was not one of the things that I was like, Oh God, no. And it helped the story move along. So even the side characters that really weren't important or even had like one or two lines for the whole series that you, you like the, the character a and B of, of class two, whatever, you know, I felt like the, even those were good. So, well, that's all the time that we have for today. Hope you enjoyed this week's choice. Uh, you, uh, believe though that, uh, your choices for next week. <laughs> it is indeed. It is indeed. Um, so my choice for next week is actually a little bit of a cop out. If I'm being honest, um, while I, while I was frantically looking under the movie genre, because I feel like I haven't seen a few good movies uh, outside of Studio Ghibli, and I I desperately want to see a good movie other than Studio Ghibli, because in my opinion, Studio Ghibli, while fantastic and wonderful, it's just too far in the fantastical realm for me. It deals with storylines that I don't, I'm not familiar with, things I didn't grow up with, kind of thing, you know. So the movie that I was cho- that I chose um, just so happens to be Restore the World. Now I'm going to butcher the first part of the name, but it's Garakoa, Gar- Garakawa, something like that. It's Restore the World, and I really liked it. I really liked the the art that the the cover sheet came with, which okay. is kind of why I chose it. It's very similar to choosing a book because of the cover. Okay. All right. Well, hope you all enjoyed this week's choice. Uh, and uh, feel free to reach out to us if you feel like we hit everything, we missed stuff, did it justice, didn't do it justice, we just got everything wrong, we're a couple of morons, and we just don't know what we're talking about. Feel free to reach out to us, podcast at gmail.com. Uh, at those anime guys on Twitter, Featured Anime Podcast on Facebook. You want to buy some merch, store.featuredanimepodcast.com. It really would help us out. Or if you want to catch some of the pre-content that we usually talk about before every episode, patreon.com slash featuredanimepodcast. A dollar a month will get you there. And until next time, I'm Jack. And if I'm lucky, you will even see a Persicon of me and my Adonis back fat. <laughs> I'm Rick. And we'll see you next time. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.